Hello and good day. This is the Bible Bard. A bard is a storyteller who recites traditional texts associated with a particular oral tradition. I'm here to recite and to amplify what the literature of the Bible says about who is God and who are human beings. Here's the place we're at today. In this lesson, we're beginning to look at what the Bible teaches about sex. Sex is a powerful force in human life, so the Bible has a lot to say about it. Because this topic is so charged with static electricity, it's divided into four separate podcasts. The first one, this one, is about sex and marriage. Then we have sex in the family. We have single gender sex and sex with non-humans. And we have rape. These are our four podcasts. Now, God created sex. So talk that attempts to link the Bible to puritanical ideas about sex is foolish. A loving God who loves men and women and created sex has been maligned by those with unbiblical views of this subject. In this podcast and in the next four lessons, we shall see what the Bible teaches about sex. Part one, sex in marriage. In the first book of the Bible, sex begins with the first man and first woman. In Genesis 2, verses 22 through 24, we read the following, quote, Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She should be called woman, for she was taken out of man. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. Comment. When discussing divorce with his opponents in Mark chapter 10, verses 4 through 10, Jesus quotes this verse in Genesis as his authority to emphasize the sacredness with which God views marriage. God takes something wonderful, human marriage, and uses it to help us understand something spiritual. In the Hebrew scriptures, it is used as a metaphor for God's relationship to Israel as his wife. See Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 14. While in the New Testament, the joy of marriage is used as a metaphor to describe the relationship of Jesus, the bridegroom, to his bride, the Christian church. As often happens in the literature of the Bible, something we do not understand, spiritual relationships, is revealed by reference to something we do understand, human relationships. Here's some biblical texts that teach the biblical view of sex in marriage. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4, the text reads, quote, Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge, unquote. Then the text continues, Marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer, and all the sexually immoral. The single verse, Hebrews 3.14, is provided from two different translations, the NIV and the KGV. Then we see again in 1 Corinthians 7, verses 3 through 5, quote, the husband should fulfill his marital duty to the wife, and likewise the wife to her husband. The wife's body does not belong to her alone, but also to her husband. In the same way, the husband's body does not belong to him alone, but also to his wife. 
do not deprive each other except by mutual consent. The sexual part of marriage, the sexual activity within marriage, is not given any rules in the text except to say that if each partner consents to an activity, the marriage bed is undefiled. By juxtaposing the undefiled bed of marriage to the bed of whoremongers and adulterers, it is implied that faithfulness in marriage between the partners keeps the marriage bed pure. There are no rules for sexual activity within marriage, therefore, except for the rule of mutuality, the husband and wife agreeing about what takes place. This teaching regarding sex in marriage completely contradicts the suggestion that many critics make that Christianity subjugates women. Read the verses from Corinthians above and explain how the woman is subjugated here in this most important human activity. The husband and wife are presented in the text as equal partners. There's no getting around the clarity of this teaching. The puritanical reason given by some religious teachers that sex and marriage is only for procreation is also debunked by these verses. Why the Bible is very clear that God loves babies, infants, and children, and we will usually end up with children because of sex. Nevertheless, these verses do not mention children. Sex in marriage, as described above, is for pleasure, happiness, and joy. Sex in marriage is an expression of love between the husband and wife. Whatever they want to do sexually is not condemned by God because their activities are purified by their faithfulness to each other. See lesson 14. God is faithful to understand why this godly quality is so important to human relationships. The critics of the Bible raise many false assertions about what the Bible teaches about many topics. The God described by the Bible does have rules about human sexuality outside of marriage. But if God is as the Bible describes him, as the creator of humans, and as the official who presided over the very first marriage, God has the right to place restrictions on sex outside of marriage. Like many biblical ideas, human beings have the capacity to either accept or reject them. The Bible Bard is not here to judge those reactions. The job of the Bible Bard is simply to present what the Bible teaches, especially to those who are interested in knowing firsthand what it says. This is the way the Bible Bard works. Brief recitations, closely focused, no distractions, no rabbit trails. Send the Bible Bard any questions or remarks you care to offer to BibleBardUS at gmail.com. Glad to hear from you. You can follow the Bible Bard on Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Twitter. Bye for now.